Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 263 of The Sausage Factory. Welcome! Thanks for joining us in this cold and dreary January evening at the time I'm recording. Well, it's cold and dreary where I am. I mean, it might be warm and sunny in other parts of the world, because that's how seasons work, right? Then, like, you know, planet tilt and things. Anyway, enough about astrophysics. Is it astrophysics? I don't care. In this episode, I talk to a chap called Tony Munoz. From Woolham Limited. It's about their little arcade shooter game, Galaxium, which I spotted on Twitter and I thought, that looks interesting, and it is. It is. It's a wonderful little chat about a wonderful little game. So do stick around and listen if you like. You probably are because you listen to the show. So, what other shows do we have on the Cane Rinse umbrella? We have Cane Rinse, of course, on Mondays. And then we have Sound of Play on Wednesdays, where we celebrate the Scores, the musical scores of video games. Huzzah! And on Thursdays we have Playwright, two people called Ryan, talking about a game or a series of games that they've invented based on the ideas sent to them by their listeners. It's most excellent and really good fun and very, very funny and full of puns if you like that sort of thing. So I'm sure you do. If you want to find out more about those shows, you can. You can go to canandrince.com. That's right, Cadenrince, all one word, dot com. And there's a vast website full of vast things of vastness. As the archives of all the podcasts I just mentioned, including this one. The Sausage Factory, that is. There's also blogs, posts, features, reviews, all sorts. And a lively forum that still exists in the year 2020. I know, it's a bit weird, but it's true. We also have a Twitch stream. Every Sunday, myself, I actually stream from 8pm GMT, a random game on a random platform. Then on Friday evenings, we have MK Ownbase. It's Mikhail. He's streaming Double Dragon 3 at the moment on that particular channel, I believe, at the time of recording. He's really 
trying to finish it. He's doing a fantastic job. And he's far, far more patient than I have. And his skills are quite exceptional. But, you know, give him a give him a cheer. And then on Sundays or maybe Saturdays, doesn't matter, Darren Gargett. He's in there streaming Sonic games at the moment, which is great because I've only played a smattering of them. Never really got on with the Sonic games, you're going to have to say. So watching Darren play them is quite enlightening. So, and he's great. He's, he's banter. He's top bants for Mr. Gargett, as always. Now, if you want to chuck us some coin, you can. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Kane and Rinse, and you can uh, give us two US dollars a month. And for that, you get extra content. You get Kane and Rinse podcast one month early. Hurrah. You also get the platform specials that are released every three months. Um, normally, you have to wait three months to get them, but if you chip in now, you actually get the PSP one, which I'm on. Although I'm rather ill with the cold on that one. But I, I do hold it together, almost. Yeah, don't worry, there's no coughing from me. I edited it all out. You don't want to hear that. It's not, it was grim. Anyway, enough of that. So, yeah, do pop along to patreon.com forward slash canerince and join the fun to get extra content and of course our eternal gratitude giving us support to make canerince a thing because we're very proud of what we do but enough about me talking about money and twitch streams and archives and websites you want to hear me talk to tony munoz don't you yeah you do well let's do that right now chris if you be so kind Tony, who are you and what do you do? Uh, I'm a developer. I'm an um, indie game developer. Um, I've been doing this for for a while now. Uh, during the last uh, six years, I've been uh, developing only games. That, that has been all my 24 hours and seven days of a week. Uh, it's my passion and it's, it's what I do. It is, it is what defines me. And uh, yes, we have been working on, on this company, William, for, for these six years. Uh, we started in Canada, and uh, that is the only thing I want to do right now. Excellent. So how did you make your start making video games then? You can go as far back as you like. Oh, that's an interesting part and so boring because <laughs> I, 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 started to, I started making games when I was 12 years old. Uh, okay. It was uh, right now. I am forty-four. Right. Uh, uh, in that moment, I, I had an Atari eight hundred XL. Oh it yeah. It was a really basic computer, and uh, my cousin that knew how to program showed me the the first tricks, and uh, and I went in love with that. I love to to program, and then it gets to the university, and it gets to work, and then. It got really boring because I dedicated myself to make uh, databases and web pages and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, you get it to pays the bills. It pays yeah, the bills. Yeah, it absolutely. really, really does. Yeah, you know, you I end was... up you working doing computer science, and you started making amazing games on your Atari 800 because that basic was really robust. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, it was it was incredible. It, it was, was way better than C64. I'm gonna say it. Sorry, oh. everyone. But that, oh that, that basic on it was horrible. It was written by engineers for engineers. It was awful. Whereas the Atari, yeah. oh, good yeah. stuff. Um, and I speak as a British person, so I was 
measured amount of a spectrum, which are now thankfully North Americans know what a spectrum is. Um, a few years ago they didn't, but I know you know. But um, but no, that's what I grew up with. As an spectrum complete with rubber keys. Um, but uh, yeah, more or less the same. Kind of, uh, I completely relate to that and the, and the concept of, of programming and stuff. But yeah, you went off and to the corporate world. But what made you break free then? Obviously, something happened. You happened to, had an epiphany. Oh, it, it was something great. Uh, um, Apple announced the iPhone and they announced the, the App Store. And I, I saw the light. And I said, oh, my God, I can do my own games and sell it in the App Store without having to go to Walmart? Oh, this is awesome. This is really awesome. And I say, okay, I, I got to go for it. Right. In that moment, I was living in, in Venezuela in that moment okay. where I'm Right. And uh, I have my company, great company, fantastic, making what I, what I knew for that moment. And, uh, and then we decided to move to Canada. And then I said, you know, this is the perfect timing to start over because we are going to start over with our lives. So we decided, okay, I'm going to start over with something fresh and Apple is giving me the, the, the green light to do it. Mm. So we started. We started in that moment, and uh, I start. Oh, I'm sorry. I started because in that moment it was just me. Okay. And and uh, I said, okay, I'm going to try some educational apps before nothing because my kids were very small, and I want them to, you know, just don't play something stupid, but you know, to get something with content. And I said, okay, I'm gonna try something that I would like my kids to play. And that is when we started. Uh, I started to create the, the the first apps, and that evolves, you know, from Xcode of, of on 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 the iPhone for for the iOS, until my my partner that now my partner told me, why don't you try Unity? And then I say, okay, let's go for Unity. Let me try that one. And then today, uh, well, our main tools are uh, Photoshop for the designing, uh, Unity for the developing, and Blender for uh, the modeling in 3D. And, uh, well, right now we feel thrilled about that that combination of things. Yeah, well, Unity is such a, you know, it took away so many barriers because up until then you had to know languages. You probably knew what, you yeah. know, you knew C++, probably even you know, Java and other programming language relatively high level i mean of course you we were chatting in the in, in the virtual green room earlier but about uh, uh our history and you know programming on atari machines to get the most out of them you had to use machine code or assemblies it's now known mm-hmm. um but you don't you don't want to want to do that <laughs> not on the modern machines that's for oh, the driver God. makers you know little leave them to do all that uh that's yeah. their job i believe uh, yeah. and, and the OS creators, that's, 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 their, that's their job. Um, but uh, thankfully, the barrier of entries dropped. And you're right, the great revolution in 2007, can you believe it now? That's yeah. when it all kicked off, when two things happened, actually. And we've mentioned it before on the show, I'm more than happy to talk about it again, but it's in, in a high-level sense, is that you've got iOS releasing saying, you know, you could make games for phones on this particular smartphone. I mean, you could do it before, but if you do it on this, it's going to be way, you know, going to be a whole other kettle of fish and we all know that and now they're you know, apple arcade and what have you etc it's all gone incredible uh but then we had the indie arcade on xbox as well we can't forget that mm. happened at the same time dropped at the same time again saying you know there's publisher thing you need not anymore 
You can just yep. upload it onto this system and then voila. And, and Steam as well. Yeah. And Steam, Steam can get to the game. And, and of yep. course, they say, oh, my God, yes. Yeah. I don't have a, I don't have I don't have to be a multimillionaire company no. to do my my ideas and that that's that, that was a game changer for all of us. Indeed, Absolutely. and the not needing to pitch to people, but I got this idea, got this game. Would you? Oh no, just, there's no risk to that. Now, of course, yeah. publishers still exist, and some of them get it profoundly wrong still. EA and uh, <laughs> and you know they're, they're still a risk averse because they have to cater to their to the shareholders, but that's a whole different debate for another time. Yeah, but it's a lovely story, and it's great to see that you still clearly you're still playing games throughout the years that you were working in corporate environment, I and mean, obviously still still playing games. Uh, you still have a a joy about them, so otherwise we wouldn't be here chatting about it. So yeah. that's probably what kept you going, right? That that's that's an interesting thing. When I moved to to this industry, yeah. Uh, Previously, it was something that, that I, I created something that people needed. Yes, that was the difference between this with this one because these were the things that people wanted, yeah. which are yeah. different. Yeah. There's a totally different animal. Yeah, and yeah. and I love to 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 talk about that because even in the community, it's fantastic because of oh, you know, I know that I have peers that can see my my games and they're going to to give for free suggestions and they are going to say oh you know what would be cool if you add this i don't know this functionality this feature it will be fantastic man and i could do the same for them and i'm not scared about saying to somebody on, on my twitter to say oh i think this game is fantastic yeah i yeah. think this this game is great by the way I, i'm only I'm, I'm only retreat when when you are in indie games, because I'm not gonna retweet Battlefront, uh, you know what's what is that game, and you yeah, you, yeah. you know you know the, the budget that they have, but I like to see a new guy, you know, in the neighbor yeah. to say I, I bring this. What do you think? Oh my god, I think that's fantastic, you know, and give them the push is is beautiful. It's it's a beautiful community that that yeah. always is, you know, helping us. Yeah, and I think there's lots of different reasons why that is, but you're right. The collaborative action between developers in the video game industry is incredible. More so in other industries. I don't know why. Actually, I've got a pretty good idea. I think because you're making it up as you go along. You're still not quite sure how you make this stuff work. I know you do underline the code and that kind of thing, but some of the there's some softer skills. The stuff that we what's the, what's the magic that makes this? You know, why are you still playing this game? You know, why are you yeah. wanting to play this game? Why do you keep coming back to it? And which is what Galaxium is all about, by the way. And I'm going to chat about that later. Let's, let's just hold off. I know we, we, we're going to get in there. But <laughs> next next question, I think you've asked this a little bit again in a virtual green room. But uh, as a creator of things, which you are, what are your biggest influences, do you think? Uh, and, uh, of people or, or games? Games, I would say. Okay. Um, uh, well... I, I gotta tell you that uh, um, today I feel a really uh, high influence for something that uh, g- games that have uh, their characters in low poly, for example. I really love the low poly. Mm-hmm. Um, low poly has some magic that has brought us to what we're doing today. That is, uh, when you try to make a game, 
and that game you, you try to make the game perfect i mean that the people looks looks perfect that the background looks perfect they actually have to look perfect because if not then people is going to say oh this doesn't look perfect and it's something it's, it's a brain thing that that makes you think oh this game is not good enough uh, it's, it's like you're trying to make it perfect but it's not perfect okay but when you try to move the people to the to the you know to the thing that is low poly, then the mind sets unconsciously something different. They say, "Oh, this is low poly. It is not perfect, and it looks great because in their not perfection, it is looking fantastic." Right. It's something like, like that spirit of Pocoyo that yeah. you oh, this is cute. This is beautiful, and and I like to see Pocoyo. My kids all are. 12 and 10, and, and they still, they, if Pocoyo is on the TV, they're going to say, oh, yeah, they're going to get Pocoyo, they got me a game. And that's the spirit that we want to put in our, in our games, that kind of spirit. And the older are, of course, the, 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 uh, the classic games, the Atari games, the Space Invaders, the Defender. Uh, I love that games so much. Asteroid, of course. And... Uh, I spent hours playing that games, and I say, "Oh, my kid today say, oh, how can you spend spend hours? This is so boring. You just have to destroy asteroids." Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a magic in that in that kind of games, and we are calling to that people. You know, yeah. today yeah. we're calling to that people to say, "Oh my God, this is awesome! I would love to play that game. I don't yeah. have my Atari console, but I can play this game on my iPhone or on my Mac, and yeah. say, okay, and I give you something else." that you are going to discover, trying to connect with, with new yeah. generations. And, and you know, yeah. and uh, definitely my, my influence today is, is that retro, that low poly characters, and of course, uh, the, um, the, the, the pixel art. That's mm. definitely what, what we yeah, love. We've featured a lot of games recently that do sport pixel art. Uh, there's a game called Valfaris. Um, there's another game called Black Future 88. All beautiful... Oh, yeah. um, pixel art but the animation yeah. and the speed and the fluidity that machines that people oh it looks like a 16-bit machine like no 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 16-bit machine can even attempt to do what black future 88 is doing you know it's just the speed and the, the amount of animations it will just it will just make it cry <laughs> it's like i can't do this i can't i can't do this yet here we are having these extraordinary monster machines that we now have uh, whether it's a Switch or a gaming PC, they are ridiculously powerful compared to what they were 10 years ago. Um, mm. And it's we live in extraordinary times across the games, and you're right. Um, you can create a sense of disbelief, suspend your disbelief, because it's either that or you then start switching over to places like The Witcher or uh, Grand Theft Auto or stuff like that. That's a different kind of experience. Absolutely. Because you're expecting... You know, I remember when The Witcher came out and people were banging on about his hair and how it moved. Yeah, it's high level. But it's very high level and it's fantastic. And no, not going to take anything away from The Witcher games. I'm a big fan of them. But you're right; they're in a different place. And every and because now, thankfully, video game audience is so broad that you can Mm. actually carve a little niche. So uh, this is what I'm doing over here. 
I mean, you know, you people over there doing your RTSs or whatever, that's your doing. Then you've got the Mopers and they're, like, they're doing their thing. And it's so broad. It's fine. It's okay. You can actually carve a niche and actually earn a really good living doing that. Sort of to be so crass in that regard, as regards to commercial, but one has to say these things. And, like, yeah, you can actually do that. You can forge your own path and forge your own order and create your own audience from this stuff that you're making because people want that experience over yeah. and above a 100 hour experience on a, a Japanese RPG because that's the audience yeah. for that mm-hmm. yeah no and, and, and you're totally right I, I think that the audience for the indie games yeah. they understand yeah. the indie games they, yeah. they say if, if you're going to say I love indie games you got to say okay um, you're not going to say that, that you love a Battlefront or, or Grand Theft Auto yeah. No. So it's, it's something like, okay, that's, that is a totally different monster. And uh, it is very important if you are an indie game, you, you, um, at the beginning, when, when, when I started this, I, I was trying to make things that look, oh, cooler, at least, and more details and more textures and more. And it was an error. Yeah. It was definitely an error yeah. because yeah. a project can start with one week and start and finish one and a half year later. And yeah. you, you don't have that that amount of time. No. You have to deliver. You have to deliver monthly or worst case scenario. Three months in one game is like, yeah, it is too much for you in one game. It has to be like, it has to have too much information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and and you have to understand that. And, and the indie games are personal games, you know? Uh, the older games are 1,000 people and one leader telling what is going to happen in the different levels this is not. These are your decisions. You got to say who is the main character, who is the villain, what is going to be the story, and uh, it is you. Yeah. It is you. Yeah. That's that's why we love when people say, "I love your game," because yeah. because oh my god, it's it's like loving me in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part <laughs> of you. Say, part "I of hate you, yeah. your game." Oh, come on. You oh, can't really, hate. really. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of developers and affection and stuff, fourth question of the first half. Um, what developer do you most admire in the industry and why? So who do you sort of look to and go, they're doing good stuff? Anyone you could sort of pluck out from the vast array of developers out there? It could be a name, a person, or a, a oh company. Oh, my God. Yeah. For, for today, it's really difficult. Uh, today, uh, what uh, what are the, the developers that, that I admire? But I'm going to mention two cases, okay. one very old, and one, no, not so old, but not so old. Okay. Old, old, a bit old. Okay. Um, the first one was the creator of Pac-Man. I, I honestly don't remember his name, Kawasaki. No, yeah, I think you're right. I, yeah. I, I don't remember exactly its name. Um, yeah. I, I really admire how how it was Pac-Man uh, created. And the, the, when I play Pac-Man, that is another game that I played for hours on the Atari. And... Uh, it is something that you say when you say that when you see that kind of rules, game rules, and you say, okay, in Pac-Man, I don't even have to use the button. I just I, I just have to use the joystick. Just gonna move. And, yeah, just, just it's, gonna it's, move. Only, it's only four moves. In, in fact, there were four moves because there were others that you know that you can move. Uh, uh, but um, no, there was in Pac-Man were only four moves and. It was brilliant. I, I, I love when simplic- simplicity of that kind of games gets you to play for more than 30 minutes. That's that's something fantastic. And the other game is is uh, um, Super Meat Boy. 
that's a newer game. Mm -hmm. And um, in fact, I purchased Super Meat Boy like around two years ago. And uh, oh, I was, it was insane. I, I love the game on, on the Xbox. And, uh, and I was playing with my, with my daughter, and my daughter was starting yelling to me, Dad, be careful, you're gonna die. And it was, and we laughing a lot, and that is the kind of, of experience that I love in that, in that kind of games, you know? Because you can laugh in Star Wars or, or Grand Theft Auto that you mentioned. Yeah. It, yeah. It's yeah. too serious. They are games that are too serious. These are games like, oh my God, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. And it's, it's different, you know? It's yeah. like more personal. And, uh, and, uh, I, 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 and that, that was one of the most successful games, uh, indie games in the, in the history, yeah, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and when you see the, the graphics and you see the colors and you see the story and you see, oh my God, these guys, these guys were really, really creative because it is nothing. It is so simple, but yeah. And one of the simplest things they did, and it was just very critical of what they did. They didn't realize what they were doing, but the instant restart. You know, when yeah. you die, you bang. There you go. There's yeah. like, where's the punishment? No, 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 no. I'm not going to punish yeah. you for that. Go on, off you go. Have another go. You'll do it. You, you'll get this. Yeah. Look, at that, look, exactly. look at that blood. I know. Don't worry. <laughs> you'll, you'll do this. It's not possible. Yes, it is. Just focus. Yeah, you, know, you, you say all these things to players. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I too am in my forties, so my hand-to-eye coordination isn't what it once was, and that can be annoying. But uh, you do get over it, and you just you, you can break the back of games. And when you break the back of them, it's it's quite uh, elating too. And also, uh, it, it's really sort of. Uh, that that sort of uh, endorphin sort of like feedback when you actually mm-hmm. you know you you get to a point where you used to be really tricky and more or less impossible and then you know after two or three hours of play maybe more uh, you actually realize that that wasn't tricky at all it's this next bit that's almost impossible yeah. and so on and so forth yeah, yeah. good answers Thank you. so last question then and then we move on to the second half of the show last sure. question in the first half what are you playing right now? Oh, well, uh, right now I'm trying to reconnect with uh, with with that part of uh, of, of what was uh, the the retro gaming, and right. uh, I am trying to I am trying to go back to any version of of these kind of games that that were on my on, on my background and. Uh, Oh my god! I I will have to to check my Steam right now on my on my Epic games. Uh, but I, I'm trying. I'm always trying to to support you know s- small companies that were trying to to make their space and uh, and to see what uh, what are they doing. Um, I, I think that I'm addict, as I told you, to uh, uh, to Super Me Boy right now. I, I gotta tell you, I, there there are two years that I, that I started to play the game, and I'm still, you know, fascinated by by that game. Good and um, and in the other areas, it is it is also uh, an, an, another game that, that was fantastic, more or less, for, for that moment. Um, that was uh, Fess. Um, it, it was a bit more complicated. I think that it has a lot more. Um, it is not so fast as as Super Me Boy, because Super Me Boy, you got you got to you get to stay live, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Live on, on the process. 
Fest is a bit more complicated, but um, I loved uh, I, I love the story on it. So I can you know follow the story and see where where it's heading. And uh, for me, it has been uh, also an inspiration because um, now with the games that we are developing today, we are trying to see okay, we have to catch people with the story. We 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 have to try to to grab the story and say, oh my God, maybe there is a connection between me and the story and uh, there could be something particularly fantastic. The other game that I today play a lot and I consider is, is it, it started as an indie game and uh, right now is, is really huge, uh, is Monument Valley. Right. I love Monument yeah, Valley. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a beautiful game. Uh, is simple but too complicated at the same time. Mm-hmm. The, the rules are simple, but the imagination is fantastic. And uh, I played the first one. I played the second. I finished both of them, and uh, I basically started to cry at the end of the game. I don't know why. It is it is a, a particular connection that that I made with the game. In the second is maybe because I have children, and it's something like. I, I, I thought it was fantastic in the story where there is a moment that you have to let your children go, your, your child go, and to have their own experience and then come back and you'll see that it's going to be another person. I, and I thought, oh my God, that's, yeah. that's, 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 and, and, and I think that if you're a small indie company, what you have to try to find is the right story to, to connect with the people. And then once you get them, then you're going to say, okay, this is the adventure that you have to go through. And, uh, and I think that's, that's. if I had to mention uh, three games that I play a lot, it's that one and, uh, and Battlefront 2. I love Battlefront 2, but it's a Star Wars. What can I say? No, that's I'm... fine. No, no, no. I mean, it's very topical at the time of recording. I haven't yet seen a new film. I'm going to see it tomorrow night. Uh, yeah. My usual cinema in the middle of uh, Easter in, in near, near Canary Wharf. It's this weird cinema no one goes to. It's great. It's really good. It's really lovely screens. But no, one, no one goes. So it's like you always get like the best seats. It's like, well, I don't know how you still function as a cinema after all these years, but it does. And it's like, okay. So I'm going with a friend and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, but, yeah, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I haven't bought the new um, the, the new one yet. Um, uh, but um, – I don't know. I'm just not really keen on spending sixty dollars on a on a new game. It's just uh, let's just wait. It'd be twenty quid soon. Be fine. Anyway, um, I, I got to tell you, Star Wars is my only is my only sin about that. Right. It's the only sin that I have. The rest of the sins are my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is something like okay, this game is mine. Don't touch it, please. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that's the end of the first half. See, you made it. Well done. And uh, now we're going to go on to the second half of the show, where we delve deep into Galaxian. Fantastic.
So, first question, as regular mm-hmm. listeners will know, isn't a question, it's a request. Tell us, what is Galaxium? Galaxium was, uh, was a game that we created uh, inspired on the, on the games that we played when we were kids, like in Atari, and specifically on Space Invaders. I loved that game like crazy, really. And uh, But we wanted to give an extra, you know, extra flavor to the to the formula. And what we decided was, okay, I, I don't want to do this game 2D because you have a bunch of games like that style on, in 2D. I wanted to create it in 3D. And then we move to, okay, let's go and use it Blender to create our characters. Uh, we hire a concept artist to create the characters. And then we decided, okay, I want... I just don't want to be like a like a spaceship that is going to destroy something. I want to create a character, and this is going to be you know the hero of of the game. And uh, let's create a story. Let's let's create a context for that story, and then we're going to create the hero that is going to save Earth. And um, that is that is where where we started to say, okay, this is this is getting in in, in some great direction, and uh, and then we decided, okay. Now we have the hero. The hero destroy uh, some some guys that which are called the Crow. And um, okay, but what else? What things are we going to do different in terms of of, of the of the rules of the game? So what, what is going to be the spice of this game? And then we decide. Okay, let's going to give some interesting things as the people progress in the game, and let's going to give them extra functionality, extra features. The people is going to discover how they worked. We're not going to say, how does that work? The people is going to, oh, I had something new. Let me try. Oh, my God, what is that? And that, that was exactly what we wanted to, to present in the game. So, uh, we and, and like, this is a character. This is a hero, which is called Gaia, by the way. Uh, we, we said, okay, let's going to give Gaia some extra features, like, Flying away, and uh, or jumping. This more like like a jumping, and uh, the, the 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 bomb, the atom- some kind of of atomic bomb that uh, explodes in all directions, and uh, and the shield, of course, and uh, and that's when people started to uh, to see. Oh my God, that's that's the different thing about about this game. It's not just. I have to destroy these invaders. This is something, something else that that I want to that I want to see. And the other things are, you know, the environment that we created. Uh, so the platforms on the back. There was there was an idea that I have for a long time. I love to play with platforms. Uh, it's not going to be the end, by the way, of platforms because we're preparing more games using this this concept, but using the platforms, not just as a background. And uh, and that's that's when we started the the project, and they say, okay, this is this can be something that uh, for the first time we're not going to launch uh, on on the App Store, but for Mac and for PC because we wanted to try that one uh, that uh, that part of the community as well. And yeah, uh, it has been beautiful. Uh, I love my I, 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 the, that is the kind of game that I like to play. I play my game. I love to play my game, and uh, and when I, you know, realized that I was playing my game and I was laughing, I said, "Oh my God, I did it! This is this is exactly what I wanted." Okay, yeah, and I just uh, I think one of the magic 
components of Galaxium and other arcade games from that era is discovering the weird stuff that's not immediately obvious. I mean, the, one of the oldest examples is, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but in as- Asteroids, okay? <laughs> now, everyone thinks Asteroids, I'll say everyone, let's not do that. A lot of most people think that Asteroids <laughs> is a relatively straightforward game. You and I, Tony, know this is not true. Um, because there's some aspect of one aspect of the game is that, first of all, the asteroids, they, when you blow them up and, you know, you only get four shots. Yeah. Four shots. Doesn't tell you that, but you only get four. It's a relevance to this, Tony, to bear with me. But then there's the little spaceship. There's the big one that just goes trundling along and fires randomly. He's easy. Just get... Then there's the little guy. <laughs> or oh, he's evil. Because he actually shoots at you. He actually aims at you. Yeah. Sod. He's the one. He's the one that will kill you. Not the other rocks. Not the big spate. No, it'll be him. And you have to do everything you can to take him out quickly. Otherwise, your game's over. Yeah. Where is that explained anywhere in, in the main, all the instructions? Nowhere. Nowhere. No. Doesn't tell you anything. You, as a player, discover that that little spaceship is a monster. <laughs> Similarly, with Galaxium, you've done the same thing. You just... But you've gone that extra mile because you can, because this is modern games, whereas back then they were dealing with bytes of, of memory, and that's all they could do. They, they had very little resources, whereas you have almost infinite resource, so you have to rein it in a bit and say, well, okay, um, I could go crazy and create a vast you know, open-world sandbox game, but I'm not. Instead, I'm creating this game, but I'm just going to let you play, think you know what, think you know you got this, but then very quickly you realise Wait, why is why is that icon flashing when I'm? Why is that happening? And it's a, there's no explanation at all. You just got to figure it out because yeah. one thing I really like about Galaxian, what you've made and why I've brought you on the show, is that you don't insult the intelligence of the players. You assume, oh, yeah, you thanks. assume a lot on the players, and that's what I want to talk to you about now and how you've managed to delicately balance that because you could have gone too far. You could have gone, oh, this is you could have handed everything over into a plate. It would have been, dare I say it, quite dull. But that's, no, this game, Galaxians, is about discovery. So, I want to ask about the movement of the robot of Gaia. Um, I'm sure you balanced this very carefully, but he's quite slow. Why? When when, when you start the game, oh, yeah, when, yeah. The, when you start the- off, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was well, the, how did you construct that? Because it's ingenious, because it's slow relative to the enemies coming down in yeah. some directions versus others. Just want to really talk through the design of the movement of Gaia versus the enemies. Uh, yes. I think it's quite... People don't get how smart what you've done yeah. here. You, you talked it through. Go on. Yeah, we we uh, well we tried different versions of the of the of the speeding of of the character. Yeah, and we find out that if the speed was too high, uh, when when Gaia uh, uh, jumps, for example, he can't basically clean all the all the screen of uh, of the of the cross. And we yeah. said, uh, no, that can't be so easy. <laughs> No, that's that's overpowered. Yeah, this is not going to work. And so we try all the things. We try to to make them uh, maybe destroy four of them, and then didn't work. It didn't work as well. And then we try several approaches, and at the end we said, "Mm, I think we have to go to Gaia again, and to say, okay, you have to go slower. 
So that also force the the gamer to say, okay, there are some levels where I cannot go after the after the crow because they're they're much speed that they have much speed than me. I have I have to think. I have to use my resources the right way. That that yep. is why yeah. the yeah. resources are appearing. You know through the game because you you must understand how to use your resources. It's not as simple as, okay, I'm gonna drop the bomb and blow all the things that are around me. No, you have to think where is the right moment to drop the bomb and to what quadrant, let's say, to the right, yeah, to the left. Yeah, you, you, have yeah. to, you have to plan, you have to plan. Yeah. And then you're when gonna say- When do you say, trigger your shield? When do you jump? Exactly. When do you, when do, you do these things? Because exactly. that's the tactics. And that's exactly. that's the purity of it. Again, that's just like, yes, you can shoot now. You could put your shield on, but why are you putting it over there? There's nothing above you. What's the point? You've, that's only going to be on for X amount of seconds. I won't yeah. say how long. It's only going to be up. You know, yes, it's going to help. You know, it's just, it's clever. It's clever. Yeah, yeah, um, that, that's exactly what. Yeah, and when you say, when you said, when you mentioned that uh, we 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 were not insulting the intelligence of of, of people, is yeah. is because of that we want them. Okay, let's try try you try to discover what you have to do, and that's fantastic. That's 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 really awesome. And, yeah. and when you see yeah. the smile of people, I, I've been uh, I've been following some people on 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 Twitch that were uh, playing the game. Yeah, and uh, there was these guys that he told me, I want to finish your game until the end in one afternoon and he did it <laughs> in fact he did it and uh, yeah. but he was like oh my god i got to finish this game and, and he did it at the end and it's and, just yeah yeah the sense of victory my friend anyway oh, but yeah. but what what i'm trying to tell you is that yes. he discovered the things when he said oh my god i can fly or oh my god what is that oh my god this is a bomb look at that what what the expansive, the expansive bomb. What, 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 what does that do? Oh my God, that's great! Then he started to understand. Okay, I have to plan. I have to plan. This is not as simple as. Okay, I have to see what is the formation that they have. The cross up because these formations are different in different levels. And then, okay, I have to destroy this guy first. I got to destroy the the ones on the left, on the right, or the center. And then I'm going to deploy the bomb in that moment. And you know, that's intelligence. Yes, that is exactly what we're trying to do in the game. I want to ask about something we haven't spoken about at all. You've hinted about it, about, about the fact that it's in, it's in 3D, but there are three camera angles. Three camera angles. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the, talking yeah, about yeah. We, yeah, we need to, yeah. We need to discuss this, Tony. We can't, we can't not talk about it because there's something, yeah. something going on. So the default one is this flat plane. I call it the flat plane. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you might call it something else. Then there's the, like the, what I call the slanting almost sphere where you actually go left and right and the whole screen tilts slightly back and forth depending on where you are, left or right. And that's lovely. But the one I like is what I call isometric. It's not. It's like a, a slight tilt. And well, it is isometric. By, by definition, yeah. it's, this is isometric, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a slight sort of tilt to the camera. And yeah. that's the one I like the best. For yeah. one reason, because the other camera angles don't do this. I'm not sure if it's a feature or something you left out or something... But if you tilt, if you use that one camera angle, uh, it tells you how much damage the enemies are because there's smoke pulling out of them. Hmm. So all the, all the others, all the other angles, yeah. you, don't, you don't see the smoke. But on this one angle, 
uh-huh. you actually see how much if they've got only one shield left. And oh, that's I check really... that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have a look at that because it's like I have to check that out. Yeah, because uh-huh. um, you know it just makes it look much easier because then you can prioritize your shots because well, accuracy is very important. Absolutely, yes, because when you are you know on the on on the yeah. Yeah. Under the one of the cross, you can see it. It's okay. I, I know exactly where I am. Well, yeah. in fact, we started with ten different cameras, <gasps> and then we decided. We started. We we knew in that moment that we are not going to use ten different cameras. No, 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 no. But then we we set ten different cameras where some were a bit far away, closer from the bottom, from the top, and then we uh, we post that on on our Facebook, and we ask people. Of all these ten cameras, where are your favorite three? And it was basically that. So right. people started to say. At the end, we finished with two cameras, and then one guy suggested something extra. I think I, I don't remember right now which one was, but it was one of the three. And he said, "Okay, why don't you? Oh, the tilt one. Yeah, the tilt." So he said. Uh, why don't you use the, the tilt? And then other people say, yeah, that's a great idea. So we decided, okay, these are the three cameras we're going to use so we can have the gamer the option that they want. If you want to play with one camera or the other or you want to change the cameras in some moment on the game, you can do it. And uh, and at the end, it was something like for, for the gamers, it was it was something they discovered and say, oh, this is cool because I like to play with this style or I like to play with this style. So it's, it's a matter of options. It's just a matter of option that I haven't seen it uh, before. I don't remember. Uh, so we, we gave them because we because we can do it. We, we are in 3D, so we can do yeah, it. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just, no, it's just like a little bit of tactic. Like all of this, they're, they're all smoking all along there. So I'll, just, I'll leave them. I'll just take out the ones that aren't. Or yeah. like get, and then I start sort of racking up because it's so satisfying doing one shot, hit, shot, yeah. hit. You don't want to miss. That's the yeah. other. I don't want to go into too much detail about that, but it's important that you don't miss. Yeah. Okay? Don't don't spam that button because that is, yeah, bad things happen. Well, not bad things, but not as good things. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so the extra abilities, which are related to what I just said, uh, are, I'm, in my opinion, in the later stages of the game, quite key to victory. You know, you Absolutely. can you can shoot everything down without using any abilities, but that would be quite a feat. I'm sure there are people out there trying to do that. Um, but how have you balanced these abilities against the difficulty of Galaxium? How have you found that? You've always hinted that there have been some problems of difficulty, um, cha- making sure that the game is still a challenge whilst having these abilities. Well, one thing that we try was, the, the, here was a lot of, of, of trying, you know, and to give the, the game to some friends and see what they do. And to kids as well and see what they do. And um, what was a bit tricky was to set the time for when that uh, that feature is going to appear and when it's going to reappear. Because uh, you get to, you know, if, if you start any, as you can uh, you see, um, as, as you have seen, um, when you start a game, you don't have the abilities. In any, in any, in any um, of the levels, you have to move forward. You have to, you know, destroy something and wait for several uh, seconds 
so you can have the ability. And once you use the ability, then you have to wait also. So um, that was an equilibrium that we have to to find until we get okay. This is this is the right amount. This is this is going to make things okay. You have to think about it, uh, but but we play all the levels separately, and we said okay, it is achievable. It is hard, but it's not impossible. What, what we want with our game was. I don't want my game to be impossible. I want my game to be challenging, which is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when you get a moment in, in the game that you say, okay, oh my God, this is hard, uh, but you can do it. And of course, we try first ourselves. So, okay, can I do it? Yes, I can do it. It's difficult. Maybe I, I, gotta, I, I will have to do it five times to achieve what it's going to be. Uh, but yes, it is possible. So it was a, this, this balance, you know, between time and uh, and the level and how the crows are going to be deployed. As you can see, there are some crows that you can kill in two shots, three, four, five. And uh, then you get to you got to understand, okay, let's balance all this on the equation. So so you can have the challenging, but at the same time, you know, it's achievable. It's something that you can do. You can get to the end of this game. Yeah, it's something you can do, which leads very neatly on to my last question and uh, I want to ask about how you've developed the levels themselves so the enemies have a, a layout you know mm-hmm. when they first start out you get three little ones just to integrate like this is how you just shoot them you'll be fine it's not really you, you, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, just shoot and then yeah. eventually you like easy yeah exactly. yeah yeah but then eventually it ramps up I just want to ask how have you found how have you developed the ramping up you know keeping that difficulty that challenging curve without making it impossible what have you done to design the enemies basically it's just the enemy design without giving them way too much of course uh well i, I let, let me tell you a story about the about the the characters uh, okay first first is gaia which is the the hero uh when we decided gaia uh, the the idea that we bring to the to the concept artist was uh, imagine that Wally and Eva has a kid that will be Gaia. So it's got to be cute, but it's got to be you know bad in in a way. So uh, that is exactly what we what we what we achieved with Gaia. And when when he brought us the second iteration of the art, it was perfect. It was oh man, this is fantastic. And then there were the, the characters of, of the crawl, which are the, the evil space guys, aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we wanted to be kind of clunky. Uh, some some characters that, that, yeah, it can bring you some memories of a space invader as well. Uh, but it got to be clunky and more menacing. Nothing cute at all. And uh, that is when we decided five different crawls. And uh, we have a bunch of different uh, designs, but at the end we, we decided, okay, let's gonna stay with these five. And then based on our own opinion, in fact, was, okay, what do you think is the more menacing and the less menacing of this group? And the colors, the design, at the end was, okay, I'm gonna make this is the more, the less menacing, so he's gonna die with, he's gonna die with, with three shots, five, uh, four, five, etc. And that is when we decided the scale for, for them. And uh, the speed is going to be the same, but 
some are going to be tougher to to destroy than others, and uh, and and that's where coming back to the to the strategic uh, element of of the game is that for example in, in in some levels we can put in the first row some guys that are really difficult to destroy, but in the second row I give you some guys that are really easy to destroy. So you, you have to find a way to destroy the first row because the second one is going to be easier. But also you have to know that if you want to have extra functionalities, you have to destroy three guys in a row to get an extra functionality. I'm not going to say what functionality because well, I want yeah, to a thing. Yeah. It's a but, thing, yeah. But there is a thing. You, you have to discover it and, yeah. and you have yeah. to plan in, in base of that. So uh, that is why we wanted to create characters that have, you know, more resistance to to be destroyed because we want them we want people to think to say okay this is tougher to destroy i got to i i'm discovering along the game that this is going to be tougher and and the other thing was the environment the environment also changes on the stages the stages has every stage has uh, uh 10 levels and then we say okay i don't want to do this like looking the same thing uh, let me try changing the colors until you get on the red stage, as I we call them. That is like okay, this is this is basically you know uh, you're you're in hell. <laughs> so this is this is the stage that is going to be difficult, really difficult. And yeah, you know that we wanted to create that that sense so people can say okay, I have to plan. I am discovering what are these kind of crawl and say okay. Let's uh, let's let's make a strategy to, to destroy them again. It's always yeah, yeah, coming yeah, to yeah. the strategy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Um, and I suspected that was going on, and you were having to lay them out and put them in a certain order and put them in a place where it's still fair, but you know it does it does ratchet up every stage yeah. and like it starts off relatively straightforward, then it gets worse and worse. And that's great. It's really very clever. Uh, and you're right. It does. Uh, force the player to think up new strategies and go well i need to do that thing in order to do that thing i need to make wave yeah it's it's yeah thinking all the time yeah. so yeah, yeah. uh galaxian by woolen uh is out now on windows pc and mac and by yeah. steam at the moment mm-hmm. um what's the name of the company where that where, they, where, where, where did that come from uh <laughs> okay um I wanted to make uh, a plane of, of words, uh, and uh, of course, we, we, I want to make the plane of words. I, I, well, there were some conditions. First, it was it has to be short. Uh, then he, uh, the the you know the the domain has to be available, <laughs> <laughs> which makes things really difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I don't want it to have like too many. Too many letters, and uh, if you see it, William is 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 almost one side the other to it, yeah, it, it is same yeah, for yeah. the other. It's just for Mirrors, the, yeah. W and the M. In and the end, yeah. I, I wanted to I wanted to play with that. Then uh, I I for for that moment I have a partner that he later uh, leave me alone, and uh, we say okay, we have these options. This is these are. Possible dom- domains that we have, and yeah. uh, I like this one. And you say I like that one too. It, it sounds yeah, yeah. catchy. So, cool. so gonna, let's get it. Let's get it. And then we decided the, the the logo, which is fantastic, because I was trying to get a logo, and at the end it was it was a mistake. I I, I made a mistake. 
Right. I, I was trying to, to, to draw a, a, like the face of a baby and then I was I, I put the, the two eyes yeah. and in Photoshop and by mistake I moved the mouse and the and the thing turns like a, the one side. Right. I say, Oh my god, it's perfect. It's like the kid that is discovering something right. and say, Okay, this one and the words is is perfect. It's soft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the name is soft and uh and right now, in, 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 in here in, in Calgary and in, in Alberta, uh, now people is, is watching me and say, "Oh yeah, I know Willem. I, I know Willem. I know the I know the yeah. games. Yeah, and that's and that's fantastic. I, yeah, I sure. love that, that the, the 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 name at the end has has been catchy. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's and we love asking that question on the show because it's like a lot of we didn't do didn't used to. It's a relatively recent thing, but the audience said, "Could you could it just like why are they called?" tiny shark or something <laughs> it's like yeah. why are they called that oh okay well better ask them then so wonderful answer the, the answers are very varied my friend but that's, <laughs> that's a great one um so tony it's been fantastic having you on the show thank you very uh, much I, I hope you enjoyed yourself i know i did and uh, i hope you got something out of this and uh, wish you the very very best of luck with galaxium and your future endeavors whatever they may be and of course you're welcome to come back and chat about those when they appear. But until then, <laughs> thanks very much. Thanks to you, man. <laughs>